1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast brought to you by The Dip, where we shoot the shit about every episode of Sex in the City. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and of course, I'm joined by my other host, Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: You know, Chris, I'm feeling good today.
2: Same. I'm in a new location, recording now remote. We won't say where I am, but Just for it's your own definitely safety. an improvement.
1: Yeah. It it is because it's
2: giving professional vibes.
1: It's giving share and it's giving such professional energy. I'm so, you know, we're moving on up. I have like an actual setup now. I'm not on a cardboard box anymore. Your the club is not outside your window. It's yeah. (laughs) It's great.
2: So I'm sure every listener of this knows we are in the past. (laughs) This episode's coming out in the future. And I believe this is dropping on December 8th, and we are but 24 hours away from the revival. We've seen the trailer this past weekend. Obviously, by the time you've listened to this, there have probably been two more trailers.
1: What um, were your thoughts on the trailer?
2: Loved it. Thought it was iconic. Um, I got chills. I had the fucking chills.
1: I had the fucking chills. Broad!
2: It was so good. So great to see them. It was also... I thought it was interesting that we saw all the outfits that have caused kind of the internet to stir the
1: controversy
2: <laughs> in that's the trailer. True. They were like, "Let's just get them out there, get them to the people, and then people can calm down." I don't think we saw the one of her smoking in the, um, the gloves. Babushka.
1: Yeah, we didn't, and I'm okay with that. But what I loved about the yeah, hopefully trailer that's a deleted is- scene. Is how fast everything was moving. Like, it felt like it had such good energy. It felt bouncy and alive. It felt bouncy and alive. It didn't feel like, I don't know. It just, I haven't seen a revival trailer where I felt that way. For a show.
2: Oh, I don't know. I loved the Gilmore Girls trailer. No,
1: I loved the Gilmore Girls trailer too, but it was very different. Because like Yeah, Richard, it's also like, I cannot
2: compare it. my love of Gilmore Girls to my love of, like, Gilmore Girls is probably my favorite show of all time. Really? Yeah, I, I watch an oh, episode wow. of Gilmore Girls every single day.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God. Either in the morning. <laughs> what boy, what, what's your, who's your favorite man in Gilmore Girls?
2: I mean, Bitch. Jess? Really?
1: Are you a Jess? Jess
2: Mariano, my king. When oh. he got off that bus in season two in that jean jacket, sexually I've never been the same.
1: When he turned off the sprinklers, Ooh. I was like, turn him back on, baby. He's wearing
2: that gray hoodie that get, that gets kind of stuck to his little tight body.
1: <laughs> yes. So yes. Good. Allegedly, I heard he's into BDSM.
2: Happy to have it. As long as he doesn't go far enough like an old army hammer, we're good.
1: Yeah, that's... That's no dark, actually. Let's move on. Yeah, let's... It's like the lemon all over again. Um, so
2: given that the new series is coming out tomorrow and everyone will be able to, you know, you're just 24 hours, you're one sleep away, as they like to say, from the revival. What do we think for the for the girls? We've got Miranda, Charlotte, and Carrie. I I have to say, I didn't really even feel the absence of Samantha in the trailer. It did feel like a new world.
1: It did. It felt like there was new characters, like, but yeah, old ones, you know, we got our, let's see. I,
2: yeah, I saw trailer. that fucking Bitsy. But what do you think? Yeah. Um, I think we've all agreed that Miranda's going to be queer in the revival. Yeah, And the trailer was definitely giving that. We Giving
1: that a little. Yeah. And I liked that, you know, Steve and Harry are in it. Big, obviously, is in it. I'm just really, really excited. I think you and I talked about it over the weekend. Like, I just don't think Sarah Jessica Parker would, like, open up this world if it was going to be, like, a flop. Like, I don't think it's going to be – because there's, like, such mixed reviews on the Gossip Girl reboot, and I don't think that's what we're going to get with these
2: No. You know what I mean?
1: Like, I think it's going to be really good.
2: Yeah, and the writer's room looks good. I think that the way they're going to handle introducing these new – Characters that are, you know, they are to clearly address the racial blind spots of the show. But also yeah. I think the LGBT issues of the show. Um, Saturday Ramirez being gender nonconforming, I believe them. And having a black woman and I believe an Indian woman now joining us. I think Charlotte is going to be our way in with our new fourth woman. The gorgeous Nicole Ari Parker. It seems like she Nicole's character lives in Charlotte's building.
1: I love that. So maybe
2: we'll start with a little tension between them. Charlotte saying some problematic stuff, maybe. And we get to see Nicole Ari Parker, who, frankly, I am so excited to just see her on this show. And in this world and in that clothing, it's going to be amazing.
1: It's going to be so good. And
2: Carrie's obviously, she's podcasting, which apparently we do need to hear from everyone.
1: Yeah. I mean I mean look at us. W- look at us. <laughs> look at us. I was really I don't know. I was just really, really happy to see our girls again. And you and I, oh my God, we texted over the weekend when we watched it that Natasha is like looking at them through the window. And I, I like just like it's little stuff like that. That you know? was I don't so good. Think I Natasha's actually that play was the a moment role. where I felt
2: most like excited to see what this story was going to be. Mm-hmm. Natasha looking down at them, them all kind of shocked and hiding. It reminded yeah. me of one of my favorite moments from the show, which is when Carrie's emailing Aiden and yes. he responds and or she- he signs into AIM and she worries that he can see her. That's a really cute moment. Obviously, we know Carrie is at least going to be dating someone, so we have to deal with Big. Does feel like we've got a lot to get through in 10 episodes, but. The trailer felt right, it had the right vibe, and mm-hmm. I am incredibly excited to watch it in 24 hours. Oh my god, guys, it comes out tomorrow, or in three and, weeks.
1: And and of course, we will be recapping the revival.
2: Oh yeah, so just as a quick note to everyone, this will be the last episode released from season two. Then we're going to take a 10-week break, and <laughs> we'll, hold on, it won't be a break for you or us But we are going to take a a break from season two and really focus on the revival. And then we'll probably do – I think we should do an episode that's like our overall thoughts when we finish it.
1: Of course. And then we'll
2: get back into season two and pick up and hopefully get through all of the show and the two movies before they inevitably come back with a season two event just like that.
1: Yeah, it will be great. Because did you
2: see that um, Sarah Jessica walking into her final day of shooting? She posted a little video – And she said something along the lines of, my last day as Carrie Bradshaw for now. Oh. So obviously, I mean, it's happening. I would not be surprised if actually they reveal that they're doing a second season the day of the premiere. Because this is going to be huge. And I don't know if ratings matter anymore or how anything works because this is on a subscription service. Right, but I think it's going to be huge.
1: Now, okay, this might be stupid. A stupid it definitely question. is. Stupid. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can help me answer it. Is they're not releasing them all at once? It's going to be a weekly thing.
2: I think it's going to be weekly. HBO Max is, seems really committed to the weekly format. In fact, I don't know okay. that they release anything. You know, just a Netflix drop. And I'm glad for that. I think one of the reasons that we remember TV so fondly from the past is because we had to wait weekly and had to digest Mm -hmm. and think about each episode for seven days, and then Mm -hmm. also for three months during the summer. Now it's like—I mean—I love The Crown. I love The Crown. I eat that shit up. I take that shit down like a pill. The first 24 hours, it's out. Never look at it again.
1: You, you, and I are truly. At our most manic when the crown comes
2: I'm out. like shaking. <laughs> Get it in my veins. We
1: wake, we wake up at like 7 a.m. and immediately start texting. We'll be like, all right, here we go.
2: And we try to sync it up. And I believe we got, I got so angry at you when we were doing season four and you just weren't caught up. I was like, have you not seen episode six yet? You're like, bitch, it came out five hours ago. I don't know. How are you <laughs> even on that one?
1: I was stuck in the airport during that
2: i was like you get your ass home and you see what charles and diana are up to
1: yeah it was unreal
2: can i also just say one quick thing before we get into the episode i think every single person who listens to this goddamn godforsaken podcast needs to go see belfast you get your eyes on what jamie dornan is up to in that movie he's gorgeous he's gorgeous in everything Now, look did i care for him when he was bopping around as mr gray not really didn't see any of his work in Barb and Star or whatever the hell that was during the Pandy. Did not even know he starred Barb in some Star. ABC show about mystical, magical, super like heroes or something. Or I mean, not superheroes. I think it was about like fairy tales. Once upon a time.
1: Okay, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the works of Jamie Dornan. I don't follow. I'll his tell you what I am closely.
2: What he's up to. He's singing <laughs> Everlasting Love in this film, and it is turning me on. It's a musical. Um, no, but you know, like most good movies, there's a musical number for no good reason. Never forgets that mom when you know they just take out their hair brushes. Ain't no mountain high.
1: He does have a musical number in *Barb and Star*. It's called *Seagulls in the Sand*, and I think everyone should get their eyes and ears on that film. All
2: right, I will. It's one of the will, best of all time. I'm open to it. I am now. Does he? Does do his fans have a name? I'm a Dornhead. <laughs> Dornhead. And I, <laughs> I hope <laughs> he's in season two of this revival. so So let's get that hashtag started guys hashtag jamie dornan in and just like that season two
1: it's gonna be sweeping the nation this hashtag this doorhead
2: (laughs) people are going to want to have him there he could be our mr big if big's dead i'd love to see him and carrie paling around
1: yeah let's get into the episode
2: all right let's start with the little episode synopsis Carrie deals with a big wandering eye. Miranda works to adjust her sleep schedule and her boundaries. Charlotte adopts a Sharpay. And Samantha's storyline is a drag. Literally. yeah. So I thought just right up top, this one felt very sitcom-y to me. Yeah. Just the idea that we're opening right with this idea that, oh, my God, my boyfriend looks at other women. It just felt like, oh, my (laughs) God, this is absolutely a CBS 30-minute
1: this episode really, it's tough in 2021.
2: Hmm. Okay. I look forward I to think. getting into that. Actually, okay. I know exactly what you're referring to. It was a tough hang.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was a couple of moments where I was like, oof.
2: And I guess, right, some ideas that all the women are struggling with whether or not you can train a man or change a man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Let's hear the monologue and then get into this. Yeah. Okay. Weird episode. Old dogs, new dicks.
3: New York City is all about change. New Yorkers change their haircuts, their politics, even their friends in the blink of an eye. If change was so easy, why was it so hard for Big? Was I banging my head against the wall thinking I could get him to stop and notice me? Did I have to change my expectations or was it possible? Can you change
2: a man? So, what do you think? Can you? Can you change a man? no (laughs) well (laughs) apparently you can should we start with samantha you
1: can i think a man can change i don't think it's you
2: i thought you were saying me like i can't change a man and i was like of the two of us i could absolutely change a man before you could oh
1: could you imagine me
2: no no. he'd be like well i guess i changed in the fact that i've lost her number deleted it moved (laughs) oh he's changed
1: She's changed. Sent his changed card locations. off to the
2: post office to make sure you, you change of address.
1: I can't with you. But no, <laughs> I don't think you can really change a man. I think I think, like with anybody, like you don't change unless you want to. Like you don't go to therapy unless you want to go to therapy. Well, you like, know who will go like to that. therapy,
2: our king. Kevin. Kevin.
1: Ben, ben probably would hit up therapy, my little Tweety.
2: Oh, that Tweety my little... Bird son of a bitch. Let's not even get into it and move on to Queen Samantha.
1: If I have to hear you talk about Capote Duncan every episode.
2: I have not mentioned Capote please, Duncan in like you three weeks. You bring him
1: up at any time.
2: I really don't think I have.
1: Okay, well, know thyself.
2: So. Yeah. All right, let's get <laughs> this into Samantha. This will be Samantha. like cut in me every single time I've mentioned Capote Duncan or just flash yeah. my text messages. Capote Duncan, Capote Duncan, Capote Duncan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: funny. Okay. So, Samantha's basic set decoration, I feel like we're we had a few episodes where I felt like they gave all four women something really fun and satisfying to do. And last episode, we didn't really have a Char Char story. And this episode, Samantha doesn't have much. She does get to be funny and open minded about uncircumcised men, which we'll get into a bit. But her main story is, is that she dated a man, Brad who's now a drag queen.
3: Brad Mikulski? Brad was a semi-professional hockey player Samantha had dated a few years back. Apparently, the only thing he was checking these days were his pants at the door. Look at you, Miss Thing. You look fabulous. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, so do you. Uh, When did you start doing? Oh, about five years ago, right after you. Maybe Samantha was wrong. Apparently, she could change a man. How are the kids? Oh, good, good. Jake is in second grade. Jake has two mommies. Uh There are other people here who
1: need boards,
3: Samantha. Take a chill pill, Miss Saigon. Samantha? Well, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery.
1: (laughs) Gotta go, enjoy the game. (laughs) And 23. Bingo! I am so much prettier than him.
2: What'd you think of Brad?
1: Well, she discovers that Brad is Brad, right? Like when he's in drag. And then she discovers that he based his drag persona, right? On Sam. On Samantha.
2: I didn't think he looked anything like her.
1: I don't think he looked anything like her, but I feel like it's not about the looks. It's more about, like, the personality that comes with Samantha.
2: But was was he giving – I mean, he wasn't giving body, like, oh, honey, don't worry. I'll be on my back. He wasn't giving me any <laughs> Samantha, was he?
1: No. I, I don't think so, but it also was, like, 1998, so I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. I don't know. I thought this was weird.
2: This is an incredibly regressive storyline. and
1: Yeah. I was like – after we had a nine out of 10 episode last week, I was like, oh, this is, we took a step back here.
2: And it was a bad use of Samantha. The Kim control has better things That's to do. That's what I mean. I do just want to chat briefly because obviously, right, we're about to go into the new series. Mm-hmm. We've got some very problematic episodes coming up. And I just think it's important to remind everyone who's listening, all 10 of you, maybe 11 by now, that we love this show, but this is. A, Very much a place where we're going to critique and make sure that the storylines that really don't fit or make any sense in 2021, we're going to say that. And this one feels very strange and odd. And frankly, Brad has not changed, right? If the theme of this episode is about how can you change a man, the idea that he Mm -hmm. has explored his, you know, gender fluidity perhaps or is just doing drag because he enjoys it, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. his reasoning – A, we should know more about Brad under a 2021 lens. Let's give him more of a story or at least some kind of lines that, you know, explain why he might be doing this. We don't need Carrie saying like, oh, well, his kids have two mommies now. It's like this is just – it felt a little gross. We've certainly – seen things in the past that don't feel up to snuff. But this is the first one where I was like, oh, this is like really fucking would never happen now.
1: It's that, this storyline, but also Charlotte's too. Like it's, so it's like a double whammy in this episode where you're like, sometimes it's like a moment or whatever that you're like, okay, this didn't age well in 2021, but the rest of the episode, whatever. This was kind of like, ooh.
2: Okay. Perhaps this whole story would just not even be taking place in 2021.
1: Yeah, like it wouldn't even be a thing. Or they would. it could happen, but it would be more celebrated.
2: Absolutely, right? There's a world in which Samantha is thrilled that Brad is taking on her persona, loves it, and they go out on the town together or do like a – maybe they get up and sing I Am Woman, make this the second movie. Let's add some musical numbers in here. Where's Jamie Dornan? Yeah. Should <laughs> you know Sorry. i love him should we get into Shar Shar? Uh, so she's dating mike a Char restaurant Char. critic what did you think of mike right up top i liked him thought he was a cutie
1: i thought he was a cutie Little Little i thought pocket he was a very standard yeah like i just thought he was like a good guy
2: but he's got a secret you know? sam he's uncircumcised
3: but just when charlotte had become comfortable with the penis she got a very unexpected surprise Oh. You're, it's.
4: Uncircumcised. Is that okay?
3: No. Sure. Of course it is. It was not okay. (laughs) The only uncut version of anything Charlotte had ever seen was the original Gone with the Wind. There was so much skin, it was like a Sharpay. You've never seen an uncircumcised one? I'm from Connecticut. Reminder, you're dating the guy, not the penis. Aesthetics are important to me. It's not what it looks like. It's what they can do with it. Well, I don't need one that can make its own carrying case.
2: The way this is revealed is truly insane. The way she's, like, looking down at his crotch. As if she looked down and he had nothing there.
1: Yeah. Like, she she acted like he had, like, it had tentacles. Like, it was wild I, I was, was concerned because like,
2: frankly, I had forgotten this storyline like when they first were bopping down the street after the date, I actually thought this was the episode where he, she dates the really bad kisser.
1: oh, no, that's coming for us though
2: so then when it turned into the uncircumcised story, I was like, wait, what? the way it was just revealed, I thought this is very strangely shot. It's like it's like a horror movie. They should have played the Halloween music over it
1: yeah. It was weird, and I didn't like it. And if I'm going to be honest here, my friends and I have never had this conversation where we're like, oh, my God, he's uncircumcised. It's like, who fucking cares?
2: You know what's funny? And obviously, I will not be revealing the name of this person (laughs) um, because they are a child. But I've never had it with um, my friends when we were dating. But now that my friends are having kids— Oh, we were okay. talking about whether or not they should circumcise their children, their children, their boys. And it was just interesting because I had a very strong opinion of, yeah, sure, do it. And then I realized, well, A, why do I have that opinion? As someone, I am circumcised, but you know, I've traveled the world, I've seen Thank a you lot of dicks. Sharing. Uncircumcised, circumcised, it's all the same in the dark. Jamie Dornan is doing you right no matter which way he's giving it to you, right? Yeah. We can all agree yeah. that. But I think a lot of my prejudice would come from stupid storylines like this.
1: Yes, exactly. I've never and experienced – I've is,
2: never – I don't care.
1: No. I. First of all, I got to be honest, I don't think I'd be even able to tell.
2: Um, only, I guess, like if you if were looking at it in when the it dark, was – Well, it would depend it on not, how much – I've seen some men with so much foreskin, you definitely can tell really? even when it is erect. See, but I've for never, the most part, you I mean, can't. I
1: yeah, I just like I don't think it would ever be like a a thing. Like it like my friends and I like we don't ever discuss it. I mean, in a bad way. Like I've had a friend like hook up with someone and be like, "Oh yeah, he wasn't circumcised." But that was the end of the discussion. It wasn't like he's like a sharpei, like Charlotte says, and I'm just like, "Get the fuck out of here, Charlotte." That's so fucked up. He's a good guy. Like and the fact that he well, goes through with he? having surgery. Yes. I, mean, I would we'll dump get her to ass, it. too.
2: So he decides to get circumcised for Queen Charlotte, and she's so excited. And everyone's
1: shocked. Well, by the
2: everyone's way, I would imagine disgusted. being circumcised as an adult is pretty tough. <laughs> like,
1: pretty. And I we mean, saw it's it it, per- it
2: stops him from being able to perform for a bit. The right. one thing I did want to note is, is that the storyline – Charlotte really loves the idea of men changing for her
1: loves this we've seen it so many times i feel like
2: right like the man who wanted to have a threesome when he was like it's fine she was like no 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 we'll do it like if you're willing to change for me i'm willing to to do it and she's so into this idea that he would and right that's why she didn't like um our mental health king because he refused to go off of prozac for her and it's like bitch i'm not going off of prozac for nobody
1: if someone ever told me to go off my zoloft for them i would literally tell them to go fuck themselves
2: So – but it's got a, you know, a nice – a little bit of foreshadowing in the sense or at least kind of some fun storytelling there is that Trey will be her ideal but also unwilling to change. Mm -hmm. And then she will have to do far much more change in terms of Harry and her love affair with Harry than he does. Mm -hmm. So, you know – Charlotte, I love her and she's problematic in this story. But I do like this idea that yeah. ultimately what she has to learn is to not try to change men.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like take people as they are.
2: But so he gets circumcised and he comes over and they get it done. She's she loved it. They have a great time. She wants to know what they're up to on Saturday. And he's like, bye.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I'm going to go fuck some more girls because now I got this like pristine dick.
2: Now my cock is just free to be me. <sighs> So what do you want to do Saturday night? Saturday? Did we have
3: plans? No, but I thought maybe we could go to this drama league benefit or we could, you know, go low-key and stay in a rent video. Oh, Charlotte. Hang on. Listen, I don't think I'm ready for this to be, you know, like a big thing.
1: A big thing?
3: Why? I just feel like I can't be tied down right now.
2: There's a whole new me happening. I feel like I should get out there and share it.
3: You want to share your penis?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like I owe it to myself to take the doggy out for a walk around the block. You know.
3: Charlotte never saw Mike again. She realized you could take the Sharpe out of the penis, but you could never take the dog out of the man.
2: No, this is where I was like, this guy's not a good guy.
1: No, I was like, fuck her. Like, he can go do whatever he wants. I'm sorry. Like, she was, like, disgusted by his penis. So he can literally, and he had surgery. So he can go do whatever he wants. I'm sorry. She doesn't deserve him. (sighs) <sighs>
2: she I just doesn't. thought it was a little I'm Sorry tough. and I
1: love Char Char.
2: I just thought it was a little the tough.
1: delivery was a little tough. Yeah. I mean he like literally was like spooning her butt ass naked. And he
2: was like, "Um if you think news. you're the only bucks I'm getting this new dick into, you're nuts."
1: You're nuts. He probably fucked Samantha eventually. Like it's we got to we got to be honest.
2: And but I just I mean we've really, you know, talked about it already. This is not a big deal. This is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Who no. i think it was
1: a thing but in 2021 it's not a thing no one cares especially after a pandemic everybody's gonna fuck everybody circumcised or not
2: circumcised or not who gives a shit
1: you know what sonia morgan always says she's like i'll catch a dick
2: (laughs) and then the dick is good and then you die yeah
1: and then yep exactly
2: let's take a little break and then get into miranda So I related to this storyline so heavily, because in my 20s, I really did try to date bartenders. And it's just logistically difficult. Like, I think there is a reason that people in the restaurant and service industry tend to date each other. And it's just based off of basic, like, scheduling.
1: Time. Yeah. Like, I remember when I worked in a restaurant, like, you became family and friend, like, really close friends with the people you worked with because you didn't see anybody else because no one else worked your schedule.
2: No, like, right? The idea of, like, staying awake to meet up with my boyfriend at 2 a.m. Oh, my God.
1: Never. You know how tired I am all the time.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't stay up past 945. And by the way, shout out to me. I like to go to bed very early, but I've never seen early. someone who, who even the concept <laughs> of being out late you seem confused by. You're like, what do you mean you're like, leaving your that? house at ten fifteen? I'm like, bitch, I'm running to the I'm running to like the CBS. You're like, I, I don't even know if the world still exists out there, Chris.
1: Nope. Sun goes down and it's closed. The world is closed. But this idea that, I mean, Miranda is a lawyer, so it's not like she's just got, like, a very, like, calm She job. doesn't have a nine-to-five like, job. We also
2: know she brings her work home right. with her.
1: Right. It's,
2: like, a lot. She's trying to
1: make partner.
2: She just bought this apartment. I mean, she's working hard. Yeah. Billable hours, baby. Yeah. Billable, billable, billable.
1: She's, she's also a single mom to her her cat, Fatty.
2: Oh, I was like, she's not a single mom yet, but to Fatty. <laughs> But I do really love that it billows out the storyline a bit and makes it more about just their incompatibility in terms of what they want out of life. And Mm -hmm. I've related even deeper to the idea that, like, I am not cuddling with you. Sorry, that's nuts. Like, the way he was behaving was pissing me off.
1: How long are we going to do this?
3: You want a time frame for cuddling?
1: Yeah. Like 20 minutes? 30?
2: You're kidding me.
1: It helps if I have an end point in mind. I respond well to limits.
2: (sighs) That's your problem. You got too many limits. You got to let go a little, Miranda.
1: Look, Saturday is my free day, right? I have spinning, and then I get my dry cleaning, I have my nails done, and I do my grocery shopping for the week, Okay.
3: Okay. You're not sounding very free to me. (sighs) Do you want to come with me and get my dry cleaning?
1: No, I didn't think so. An hour and a half tops. Twelve hours later,
2: Steve went to work. Thoughts, comments, concerns? <laughs> Lots of concerns. It, it, he said she, he Chris. was listening times and he let her go all the way up to an hour and a half. That was comically bad. Like, who cuddles for an hour and a half?
1: I don't know. I I, listen. I mean, neither of us are cuddling with anyone.
2: Single AF. Is that what the kids are saying? I mean,
1: I, I think they were in 2018, they were saying that, but I love to cuddle, but. I don't like to cuddle when I'm sleeping. Like, I like to cuddle and then we go to our separate sides he, of the bed. Steve wants to
2: cuddle while they're sleeping. He wants to cuddle as soon as they wake up. He wants to basically he, get he inside of her the minute she wakes inside. up. She hasn't even brushed her teeth.
1: Yeah, no. He wants to live inside of her at all times. He wants to pull a Charles and Camilla and be like, I want to come back as a tampon and live inside your pussy.
2: <sighs> Shout out to the to crown. Sorry. Can't wait for season Shout five. Shout out
1: to the crown. Hope this gets brought up.
2: But her... Friends are not supportive. They're like, no, bitch, you need to cuddle. You need to like hang out with him. They're basically get used to it. Like Yeah. I mean, if it's
1: like you're gonna date a bartender, but I don't want to be up. rude,
2: but is he that good? He wants to cuddle and he's poor.
1: Yeah, but he's probably gonna he probably lays it down.
2: That's true. There was, I think, a deleted line, I believe from the first movie where they were going to reveal that Steve had a nine-inch dick, and then they cut that line. Oh my god! But so for That's one like fleeting moment, Steve's nine-inch dick was canon. But she really does try to adjust to his schedule. She, she drinks really does. Five cups like, of coffee.
1: She tries to be sexy. She's lighting and then candles. Lighting candles in multiple she's doing different the whole rooms. Damn rooms they
2: weren't thing. even going to go to. Yeah. Like it's interesting. She's lighting candles in like the dining room, but then says go to the bedroom. It's like, well, why are we preparing every room in this house?
1: You don't know what Steve's gonna do.
2: The, well, you don't know what Miranda's going to get up to. We've seen her she's become more adventurous. She, could be a she kinky. did the deal with porn yeah. guy, she, slapping guy. She dec-
1: eat someone's ass.
2: Yeah, I mean and not until like season 5, but it's coming. Oh,
1: oh right. But the ass is coming for
2: us. But Steve goes in and he falls asleep and I would have I would have oh, reacted would have in the, exactly it. the same way, which is I literally just told you that I have had 5 cups of coffee. I am doing this to keep your dumb ass happy. Can you stay yeah. awake for two seconds? It's yeah. not even like.
1: I'd be pissed.
2: It's not even like they cut to Miranda and it was like, oh, she got an email and she responded really quickly to right. add some tension between, right, like her instinct for work versus her instinct to please him. It. She grabs yeah. wine, which took one second. And he's not just like falling asleep. He's dead he's ass. He's
1: dead ass asleep. Yeah. He's like, dead Like cut asleep. the camera's and dead I'm, ass asleep. <laughs> I would be so upset. I would literally be like, what are you doing? Like, I did all this. Look at me. It's kind of like when Samantha did the sushi thing for Smith. When she was like, look at me. I covered in fucking sashimi.
2: Or when that man from earlier this season got all rigged up in his closet for Samantha. <laughs> I don't <you> know.
1: <laughs> oh, God. You just wanted to bring that up.
2: I love that guy. I hope he's still yeah. in there. I
1: hope he's I hope he's okay. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, it highlights just the issues that we'll see throughout their relationship really
2: and she basically he she says to him like there are some real problems here and he creates this idea that she needs to find space and time for him and when she does he give her give him a call steve was mm, i was, steve not was on one this
1: episode yeah i i agree with you and i love my little steve arena but this was too much i was like homegirl is a lawyer she is working it she looks good like be kind
2: but he calls and lets her know that there's a blue moon that she just has to see
4: do me a favor go to the window okay now look up oh my god it's amazing isn't it it's
3: a blue moon It's really rare. Just wanted you to see it. It was right then that Miranda finally slowed down and gave in to Steve. Come over when you're done, okay?
2: Yeah. Nice. The way this plays is as if he bought her, like, the Hope Diamond. Yeah. All he did was make her aware that something was in the sky. Great. Thank you, Steve wonderful would you also like to make me aware that the sun exists (laughs) and this isn't even like in the olden days if she wants to see a blue moon she can google it
1: i think that it was supposed to be like this cute thing but like ultimately it's kind of cheesy and weird uh but you know she does invite him over it worked
2: And right, so we've gotten Steve's introduction, which I think we both agreed last week that the entry, his intro, we both agreed that his introduction scene was amazing with them at the bar. But then we got the rain kiss at the end. Now we've got them like talking to each other uh, about the moon. What? This is now just, we've shifted fully into rom-com territory. Steve and Miranda, you have, which I guess is kind of this nice thing, right? Miranda's this pragmatic Character who's so kind of intellectually focused, and she's being forced into these kind of overly dramatic rom com situations that don't feel natural to her who she is. But it seems like she's enjoying it too much. And I'm just not sure Miranda Hobbs is the woman who, if you told her to look at the moon, she would get like teary eyed. And I mean, look, she's giving great acting, Cynthia Nixon, because she is an an actress. But Mm -hmm. I'm just not sure if it felt as real as it should have.
1: I agree with you, but I think that that's part of the whole, like, she's kind of changing herself for him, you know?
2: Well, let's circle back to that and get into CB and John James Preston. Because frankly, when I'm annoyed with Big, I'm now going to start calling him John James Preston. This wasn't Big. He was giving John James Preston.
1: He was given JJP and I wanted none of it. I hated it.
2: So we open. He's, <laughs> she carries very upset that Big is looking at other women and is also incredibly arrogant. What did you think of his behavior in the, the restaurant, restaurant with was the cigar? I was horrified.
1: I was horrified.
2: I would have Like, if a man I ever left. did
1: that, oh, I would have left. I would have been like, this is so unattractive to me. I would leave. It was so unattractive. And I love Big. I make so many. This was not for big. big. This
2: was John James Preston.
1: <laughs> this was like f- fucking disaster. Like when he was blowing those smoke rings, I was <laughs> sick.
2: It was making me like, he what? The fuck are you, Gandalf? Stop blowing smoke rings at me, guys! That was a Lord of the Rings reference, in case you didn't know.
1: We we got it. It was like we we got it. <laughs> but it was just gross. Like it was very arrogant and very just. I thought it was so icky and I was just like, I don't like this color on big. John James. But
2: I did think it was interesting when she says, I'd forgot something along the lines of having forgotten how arrogant he is. And he says, Oh, I thought you liked that. And I do think she does, but it ultimately she doesn't necessarily love that that's how he gets everything he wants from her.
1: Right. Or how he gets anything he wants from anyone.
2: I think she's starting to get clued into like, oh my God, is this how he scams me into getting like he's when he gets up and is like, Hey, would you even mind this? That's how he's he's running her ragged also.
1: Yeah. He run he ran that waitress ragged.
2: Poor woman. She was not yeah. having it, but was stuck. She
1: was like she's like, I work in the service industry. Can you just not in a post pandy like, really, world? It's
2: like big, we don't have time for your bits.
1: We literally don't. I would be like, enough. Put it out. <laughs> Put it up. Stop blowing smoke rings in your girlfriend's face.
2: We get to the point where Big Carrie is constantly forced to wait in the hallway for Big.
1: She hates waiting. And
2: I thought of two things there. She says to him, she speaks in a kind of forced clipped tone at one point and says something along the lines of, I hate waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And then he says, well, you could have waited in a coffee shop around the corner. To be in. It's like, well, hold on. You didn't match her clipped tones or it's not written. The meter of it is all off, but he tried. Yeah. And then it reminded me, and I think we've seen her waiting in that lobby before with the doorman, and it's the same doorman. That will ultimately play when they're having the affair. Someone will Mm -hmm. think she is a hooker. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice little Easter egg here.
1: Yeah. She says it a couple times throughout the series. Like, you know, people think I'm like – a sex worker. But then she can't lobby. get – but
2: again, she can't get in. And he, and he is not letting her in at this point. He's literally saying – he looks, like, truly shocked when she says something about a key. Like, he didn't know what those words meant.
1: He was like, key? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, it was – um I just wasn't thrilled with him this episode.
2: Do you think it's a big deal? I think it's a big deal to give someone – I don't think I've ever given someone a key to my home.
1: I've Never. I, barely, I don't really like men in my apartment.
2: But I've been on the receiving end of keys. I have too. And it's nice. It is nice. It's a nice Remember thing. how when you and I didn't know what the definition of intimacy was? Now it's like we're right back here. We're like, oh, we love to be giving keys. Don't come looking for ours.
1: Yeah. It's, full, it's our Scorpio.
2: Into me. Like how you
1: want. It's how you want full transparency from someone. But like you're not willing to give that same level.
2: Oh, you know, I'm secretive as hell.
1: Yeah, like I just don't, like for example, I don't like men in my home. Like it gives me anxiety. Like I would much rather go there because here I'm like constantly worried like, are they comfortable? Do they need something to eat? Are they having fun? Like I don't shut off.
2: Well, much like Whoopi Goldberg, I don't want anybody in my house.
1: Right. I just, I have a hard time with that. It's something I'm like really working on. I'm really, I really am trying to be more vulnerable. Is Whoopi a
2: Scorpio? I bet she is.
1: Yes, she is.
2: She doesn't want anybody. Hurt. That's the greatest headline of all time. Because it was what also is- like an article where she was supposed to be promoting the View, and then she just went on that monologue.
1: Yeah, where she was like about marriage and stuff. She I was love. Like, I don't want anybody in my house.
2: Shout out to Whoopi. I mean, what Shout an icon. I wish she. I hope she's in season two of In just like that. <laughs> I'd love to also see a rom com with Whoopi and Jamie Dornan just piling around Harold and Maude oh my style. God.
1: I You and Jamie Tornan, I want to kill myself.
2: Let's get back into it. So they're in bed. They don't have sex. Carrie really does seem to freak out when they don't have that physical connection. Um, Uh We've seen that before. But it's almost like chill. That's a good thing, right? If you've gotten so close to someone that you can sleep with them and not have to go through the motions, Mm -hmm. that's like very, I think, a sign of intimacy. It's nice. Or intimacy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is, and I just don't think she's – like, she does this with Aiden, too, like, Ugh. in the very beginning. She's I, like, I, I, I don't understand, like, on. why he's – no, I'm not going to move on. It's when he doesn't want to, like, sleep with her right away, and she's like, wait, why?
2: Oh, you mean the eponymous title of this podcast? That episode is Are We Sluts?
1: Shortcomings? Oh, our oh, – God.
2: Before we, we were told sluts. we could not name a podcast that.
1: Yeah, they were like, ma'am,
2: um, we don't, we're facts. not the Slut Network. But they're in bed and Big is not being an equitable space holder in the bed. He's taking up way too much room, which is fair. He's big.
1: He's a large man. Yeah. It's also his house.
2: But she falls out of bed and then she proceeds to hit him. Now, I did think this was crazy and I want everyone to go back and watch it. He, it's nuts. She hits him in the shoulder and then he has a black eye later. There's no point in which he makes con like it's not even like they sh- make they show him hitting his eye or him hitting his right. eye on the side of the bed frame. When he's complaining about his eye later, it made zero sense. And I realized like, why didn't they just refilm it?
1: Yeah, when he showed up to her apartment, I was genuinely confused. Where I thought the he eye got mugged. From. Me too. I was like, oh, is he about to tell us something that I completely forgot about, even though I've seen this episode thirty-two times?
2: He is polite, though, and he says, I'm going to sleep on the couch. He doesn't kick her out.
1: He had a very, like, normal reaction. Like, he was just like, what the fuck? Like, if someone did that to me.
2: But then Carrie fucking loses it. And I just have a big note here that says, "Uh uh-oh, Carrie is literally nuts.
1: Spiraling.
2: When she gets the ice. Spiraling, we're watching her unravel. When she gets the ice and is, like, just standing over him, letting the water drop onto his head to wake him up. I was like, this is unhinged.
1: Yeah, talk and about playing like, the Halloween
2: what? music again.
1: Well, and then she's like, "What do you not like about me?" And he was like, "I'm not doing that right now." Like, "What are go to bed." She
2: has though a great one of her great monologues where she talks about what she does and doesn't want. And at this point, it doesn't even bear repeating that this is, you know, a harken back to just tell me I'm the one and a setup for the yeah. season, the series finale, but I thought again, Sarah Jessica Parker is the finest actress of her generation, and I'm not sure which generation she's in. But she is that girl.
1: Yeah. I agree.
2: Big comes over, though, with his black eye for no reason, looking good. (laughs) And he really talks about his boundaries and what he needs. I just came
4: over to tell you something.
3: You're suing me, right?
4: Look, maybe you need a key to know that I'm crazy about you. But the thing is, I've given out like five keys and you never get them back and 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 maybe i i i hog my bed but i mean it's my bed and well i like you in it
3: wow i should hit you more often
4: and the oranges what the oranges have to go now this is something i don't like about you i hate that you eat oranges in my bed you do they're sticky and they make the sheets stink That's it? I like my sheets.
3: What are you going to give me for the oranges?
4: A negotiation. Yep. Well, this could take a while. It could. Well, it looks like I may have to spend the night.
3: That night, for the first time, Big spent the night at my
2: place. Do you think Carrie's listening to him? Or no, well, is she she's just so excited that he's there and willing to even negotiate?
1: That. Like <laughs> yeah. she's just happy that he's there and that she's just honestly listening to the to things about herself that he's saying.
2: Now B R B. Or whole pause. I don't know. Yeah. I want to discuss one thing quickly. What okay. kind of goddamn maniac eats oranges in bed? And I say that as someone who like eats full pasta in bed, like I will take a meal to my bed but who eats a citrus fruit with your sticky fingers in sheets you do not own let alone by the way any bed no citrus fruits in bed i would oh my god i will and he said don't eat oranges in my bed i was like well what kind of animal would
1: it's funny because even though he's critiquing her she thinks it's cute because he's he pays attention to like what she does yeah she's like oh you've noticed she doesn't realize yeah like she doesn't realize that he's He's really crazy saying, about her and he's like notices things about her and he's like, you eat fucking oranges in my bed and they smell and you're sticky. And
2: I have let you do it because I love you. But no, yeah, no more.
1: Enough. And she just thought it was sweet. And that was like such a dizzy carry moment, honestly, because I was like, that's me. I, I
2: would did that. appreciate that it has the nice cap of her not liking the smell of his cigars in her bed. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think anyone should be smoking in bed either. What is this, the 1940s? They're fucking crazy, these well, two. Well,
1: 1998, yeah. This but, looks like, just the smoking
2: same. in bed, that was, like, a thing in um, old Hollywood movies. It was yeah. meant to um, relay that the couples had had sex.
1: Mm-hmm, the, I know.
2: Um, but it's gross. It's don't disgusting. smoke in bed and don't eat oranges in bed. But you can have pasta, popcorn. I'm all for her food in the bedroom. Not in, like, yeah. a sexual way. Just, like – I like to eat in bed because I live in my bed, okay. but not no citrus sticky fruits. So let's actually, I wanted to kind of talk about the very ending of the episode and how the last thing we hear as its own separate piece. So the episode ends and we hear in voiceover.
3: So maybe you can't change a man, but once in a blue moon, you can change a woman.
2: LOLs. What, Carrie? Like. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: like, huh?
2: Okay, so the episode is giving patriarchy. It's (laughs) giving misogyny.
1: It's giving – it's not giving 2021.
2: So we're to believe – oh, men, they're permanent. They ain't changing. But hey, Mm -hmm. hey, Miranda, you have to decide that you like being up late at night and having sex in the morning and changing for your man. And that's just a big precursor to how this show will continue on, particularly in terms of the character of Miranda of always – it always being about her changing, and I yeah. don't like it, and that's why I'm excited for her to be a queer queen.
1: Well, I'm excited for that too, and I just feel like they Brother, always want her to girls come. now. Oh, scared! <laughs> <laughs> I just literally jumped. <laughs> um, no, the thing for me about that is like they want her to always be this like really, really rigid person. And so she's the one that always has to change and it's like why? I think there's the thing called compromise.
2: But it's never situated as compromise. It's always she needs to change. And yeah, I, and I, I just thought here we go her. with this we're literally saying that in this monologue that we end the episode on and it's supposed to be this sweet moment. And of course, right, there's one reading of it to say that women are more complicated and capable, therefore they are allowed to change and these are the women we want to watch them they're the main characters of this show and we want to give these actresses great moments and of course they all sell it and that means that they have to be the ones that change it but i'm not sure i i'm not sure i love it if as a pulled back and looking at it as a political kind of statement on how the sexual dynamics between men and women should work I don't like it. Well,
1: and I just think like as a woman, I'm so fucking tired of this like idea that like women are constantly having to bend and like adjust our expectations because men just constantly are failing us.
2: Or even right worked like, by the way e- the idea of doing any work to change a man or a man being a prize. What kind of fucked up competition are we playing where a man is a prize? Yeah, no. No. That's
1: a hard pass for me. I look like Kendall Roy with these on. <laughs>
2: sorry my king i haven't seen sunday's episode yet i haven't either um Um, last night was fucking packed
1: oh
2: but let's get into the fashion i took two notes miranda is wearing an ascot at one and it was really bugging me
1: They'd like to throw her in a lot of scarves.
2: Yeah. And then Carrie wears a floral dress that she'll wear that print a lot. And I believe it's very reminiscent of the a thing she the first dress she wears, I believe, in the first movie when she's going to look at the apartment, heaven on eighth or whatever it's called, with big. Yes. She's in a floral dress that is very similar to the one she's wearing at the top of this episode. We yeah. also get a Samantha Carey walk and talk.
1: I thought of you when they were eating their pretzel.
2: To me, this is like, were they really getting along then? They're throwing these two together, and now we you know how that went.
1: Yeah, my f- most memorable piece of clothing from this entire episode was Carrie. I believe she was in a Cookie Monster t-shirt.
2: Well, No, it was red. Tank which top? It was, it, was it was a Sesame Street character. Wasn't it Elmo because it's red? Isn't Cookie Monster blue? No.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't Elmo.
2: But I know exactly what you're talking about, and she has like matching little shorts to it. Athlete, she looked very comfy. Now that was 2021.
1: That was very comfy, cute. That was very quarantine.
2: That was very pandy. That was
1: very pandy. And as far as the men, this episode obviously we had Mike,
2: we had Brad, Mike, Steve, and Big. I'm gonna give it to Brad. Mike is my star. Mike, I can't give it to because of his final – if he hadn't had his rant towards the end, he would absolutely have it My uncircum. Or if he'd been like, I'm not getting circumcised. Get out of here. But I'm going to give it to Brad. He is exploring himself. He's coming to terms with whatever his future may be. He's not listening to, you know, toxic masculinity. He's a king.
1: I agree. I, I get that. I you just, just
2: were more with Mike. You know, we all have to choose I our was, sides. yeah.
1: I was more with Mike, definitely not with Big.
2: Not giving it to John James Preston.
1: Mm-mm, no JJP here.
2: Do you have any hot takes?
1: My hottest take is probably, I mean, I think like it's hard because I feel like we touch on these throughout the episode. Sure. Like, because we just,
2: just spent 50 s- minutes talking. Of conscious,
1: yeah. So, probably my hottest take was that uh, Charlotte didn't deserve Mike.
2: I don't really have one on this one. And I
1: think Charlotte is deserving of a lot of things, but Mike is not one of them.
2: No, she is not. She's got some work to do before she can lay down that king.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: What would you give this episode? Last week we rated the episode the highest we've ever rated an episode, but I have to give this one, I'm going to give it a six. I really do like the Big Carrie storyline, and I think the Miranda Steve storyline is compelling enough to talk about, but it's Gives Samantha and Charlotte not that much to do. So for me, it was a six.
1: Yeah, I'm giving it a five.
2: And I still think most of that six is riding high from last week.
1: (laughs) I... I'm giving this a five. I agree with you. I think the Miranda Steve storyline is the my favorite.
2: It's so it's relatable like, also. It's
1: so relatable. But I like the big and Carrie stuff, even though I hate him in this episode. I do enjoy him at the end because I'm a dizzy Carrie and I would find it cute if someone cussed me out for eating oranges in their bed because I'd be like, oh, my God, he likes me. Like, <laughs> so stupid.
2: I'd be like, yeah, I, well, I wouldn't be eating oranges. It'd be like a big ass bowl of bolognese. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm having for dinner. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you join us again next week for our recap of season two, episode 10. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out the other podcasts from the dip TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, But Now We Said It, and of course, Hot Off the Mess. You can follow us online. I'm at C Lewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you?
1: You can follow me at Brava Historian on Instagram, at Take on Twitter. There's a lot of ramblings that happen on over there. So go check it out.
2: All right. We will see you next week. Bye.
1: Bye.
3: got
0: it quote with progressive and see if you could save with america's number one motorcycle insurer progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates
4: this week on rver
0: sponsored by progressive insurance
1: oh that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous oh, please he's just another rv league educated surgeon with good hair no
4: he's different nurses we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror meet me in the or stat
1: right away doctor- No, no no she's on break i'll handle this one Oh, you conniving little.
0: When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms.